0: Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas, and my guest today is Carl Samp, the Executive Director of the Brainerd Lakes Area Community Foundation. And Carl, welcome back to Community Focus. Great to be back, Ken. Yeah, and you've got uh, a busy week coming up. We'll talk about that in a moment. But uh, first, let's uh, remind our listeners what the Brainerd Lakes Area Community Foundation is all about. Sure. Uh, Brainerd Lakes Area Community Foundation
1: is uh, one of 850 or so community foundations in the United States. And basically, we host charitable funds for individuals, families, uh, corporations, businesses, uh, nonprofit agencies, uh, ones that people leave in their bequests and wills and things like that. So um, I like to say I have probably one of the best jobs in the world. I help generous people change lives and communities through philanthropy. So
0: yeah, that is a real honor. That is. Yeah. And there are a lot of generous people uh, all over the Lakes area. That's for sure. There certainly are. Yep. Yeah,
1: um, so yeah, so that's what we do, and then of course we do grant making for nonprofits, yep. and then we provide some community leadership on various issues. So I'll talk about an event that we're
0: uh, hosting um, at the chamber coming up in September. So very good. In the meantime, you've uh, put together an annual dinner here where you like to salute those that go above and beyond when it comes to charitable giving. Yes, that's exactly
1: right. So this will be. Uh, well, we're in our 23rd year of existence. This will be our 15th award in philanthropy dinner that we held. Obviously, we didn't hold one last year. Um, I guess it was kind of touch and go whether we're going to do it this year or not, but we are going to go ahead. And so next Thursday evening out at Grandview Lodge, we'll be holding that annual dinner. And uh, we are actually have closed our registrations because uh, uh, we have all the tables were sponsored and sold um, Now, some of the sponsors are choosing not to attend in person, and that's we certainly understand and respect that. Um, But we also have decided we'll just have less tables and less people there and just spread folks out a little more, you know, given the circumstances right now. But, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be honoring um, the, the Merrill's Ken, the late Ken, and Virginia Merrill. Uh, for their incredible philanthropy, um, especially up in the Cross Lake community. Uh, so we had named them last year and, and couldn't honor them then. And unfortunately, Ken passed away then between oh uh, the time we named them and, and uh, set this up. But uh, So we didn't get him on the video, but... Um, and he died at 100 years old, you know, wow. um, and he was sharp as a tack when I met with him. So, um, and it just is, as Virginia is as well. So uh, they have been very philanthropic up in the Cross Lake community. Um, they really helped buy a new fire engine. Uh, they're the largest donor to the community school up there. Wow. Uh, Virginia's been actively involved in the uh, Parks and Library Foundation up there and and uh, Camp Knutson. Uh, they're they're wonderful to Camp Knutson. And, and then, uh, you know, there's several other too many to mention uh, that they've done. And then, you know, they've they've created a legacy fund as well. So upon their passing, they're leaving significant – Resources to our Lakes Area community nonprofits and organizations. So, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah it's really it's really cool what they've done, and um, you know, it's really uh, a great example of people being successful and giving back. Uh, you know, from from what they achieve. So,
0: right, yeah. So, and, and I always find it interesting, Carl. You know, I I don't know that that's a, a well recognized name necessarily here, but it, it's so fun to see what people just do. Uh, when they have the means behind the scenes, if you will. Yeah, uh, you
1: know, and that's it was so interesting talking to Ken in Virginia when I first met him. And uh, Ken was uh, started out as a messenger boy for Western Union in St. Paul during the Depression. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and riding a bike and taking messages around from, from the telegraph. And uh, I ended up working for Jostens for several years. And then uh, he started his own printing company, Merrill Printing, uh, in Saint Paul, and they also bought, uh, I think it was May Printing in Saint Cloud, so it was Merrill May Printing there. So he, he owned two large printing companies, and, and um, you know was very successful through that. But but great story of, of you know coming up during the Depression, and um, yeah. you know yeah. served served honorably in the in the armed services, and so yeah, really a, a great man.
0: Well, so. that'll be nice to
1: honor them. For sure, yeah. And then we're doing something a little different this year. We're, we're adding two other um – awardees that that we're recognizing the whole theme this year is kind of on legacy giving leaving your legacy um, because the Merrills will leave an incredible legacy um, in our community but we're also honoring linnea anderson um uh, so jim and linnea were named our award winners in 2016 and then just a couple of days before linnea passed a couple years ago um jim and her wanted to set up a fund uh, called linnea's helping hands fund and uh that has since made numerous grants to to really great causes here in our community, and she had a real passion for the kids at the shop, and you know public art performances, and and uh, but but really the, her heart was with people uh, who were disadvantaged, and and so uh, they've done. She's continued to make an impact in our community, you know through uh, through her legacy, and then the other one That's that we're honoring. Her name is Millie Gertz, she'd be probably a little less known in our community, um, but. Millie, Millie and her husband didn't have any children and um, after he passed she heard about the Niswa Lake Park and she was an environmentalist and uh, really loved the environment retired teacher um, but she ended up supporting um, the addition of trails in the Niswa Lake Park and then also the pavilion and picnic tables oh, wow. um, now she did that during her lifetime and uh, little did I know she was sitting in a in a church group that I spoke to you know about charitable giving once, and uh, lo and behold, she, when she passed, she ended up leaving probably a seven figures uh, gifts to numerous nonprofits in this community. Wow! <laughs> Senior center, the library, um, Woodland Good Samaritan, the arboretum. Um, you know, I'm know I'm going to miss YMCA. Um, anyway, uh, she was she was uh, very generous. Her church, United Church of Christ. Sure. Um, Bemidji State Foundation, Trust for Public Lands. Yeah, uh, just wow. really, really cool story, again, about uh, someone who, you know, folks probably never suspected um, really had those kind of means, you know. But but uh, after her passing, made this incredible impact on communities and, and organizations. So, so yeah, we're, we're really excited about honoring all three of those folks. It's a great
0: story. Yep. Great story. Okay, so uh, as you said, you're not selling any more tickets to that, right. but uh, we'll be honoring these great people, and uh, it's it's interesting how you pointed out you were just talking to a church group, because you never know who has the means or right. who, who maybe hasn't thought about it yet, but yeah. as we get a little older in life, we start thinking about yes. leaving that legacy, and people who get in that position can always call you and talk about setting up specific funds for their uh, favored uh, uh, you know causes if you will exactly yeah. yeah so just get a hold of us you know
1: um, you can reach us uh, at our our phone number which is 218-824-5633 my email is ksamp at org. that's S-A-M-P uh, K-S-A-M-P, at communitygiving.org. Um, or they can go on the website, uh, communitygiving.org backslash B-L-A-C-F. will take them to our page, and uh, they can either contact us or make donations right there, too. So, yeah, year-end giving time is coming up, too. So, you know, yes. folks who have sold a business or a second home, uh, maybe uh, 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 stock options, uh you know, came up and they cashed in. So, folks who are experiencing a potential significant tax hit, uh, this is a great time to set up a charitable fund, take the deduction this year, do your chari- charitable giving off that for years to come, and you can take the standard deduction then uh, in subsequent years. So, um, it's called bunching, yeah. and it's uh, with the new tax laws, it's kind of a great strategy to use for for doing charitable giving too. So, okay. uh, gifts of your IRA. Uh, if, Upon retirement Um, if you're 72 and a half and have to take an annual minimum distribution you know giving that directly to charity whether it's us or with any other of your favorite nonprofits
0: or churches you know uh, great great way to give so yeah awesome and and we might add uh carl i know that when you were when we were in the throes of the pandemic uh even though we're not out of it completely yet but when it was really bad last year uh, I was uh, really amazed at how nimble your organization is to be able to give back to the community during uh, what, what I would call an emergency. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of my favorite
1: stories I told them was just how Shane at the Y, Shane Rifflin, and, and I had gotten together that Friday, anticipating the schools closing, and um, and they had a pending grant that wouldn't have been heard by us until May, or at least approved until May. Well. When the governor closed the schools down for Wednesday, and Brainerd actually shut them down Monday, um, Sunday afternoon, I sent an email out to our board and said, "Hey, they need to get this day camp open for uh, the families who, you know, of essential workers; those kids who can't go to school now." And by that afternoon, our board had approved that grant. Monday, Shane opened the day camp for those families, and, and you know, we just moved right into it. So, And all told, we made uh, 29 grants totaling $120,750, uh, mostly from support from community businesses and individuals, families in our community that came together, pooled those resources, and made a difference, you know, for people. Around food insecurity, uh, mental health supports, um, gave some grants to the health care for health care worker recognition at St. Joe's and yeah. um, helped fund the uh, Lake Country Cares initiative to get business back open again. So, yeah. yeah, it really went to a lot of great causes. And, and you know, we zeroed that fund out. but. With the pandemic kind of uh, in another surge, um, we're going to reopen that fund again. So if anybody would like to come alongside us and, and help uh, our neighbors that are being impacted by the, this current surge, you know, we'd, we'd encourage them to um, get a hold of us. Or And uh, if you go on the website, um, there's a donate button, and you can drop down to the response fund, uh, the COVID response fund for Brainerd Lakes area.
0: Okay, yeah. That website, I, I, I believe, is pretty easy to navigate. So, again, if you just go to communitygiving.org, you'll be able to find the Brainerd Lakes Area Community Foundation, Response it, Fund, and all those things right Exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is very easy. But, you know, they can also contact me as well. So
1: okay. happy to help people. So Yeah, so that's uh, that's going to be something that's coming up again. And then I just wanted to mention our grant round will be opening again December 1st. So any nonprofits that are, um, you know, looking to get some funds we're especially interested in projects um, that address the opportunity gap for low-income kids or maybe kids who don't go off to four-year colleges, stick around our community after graduation. So if they're working with those kids, introducing them to career opportunities, building their skills that they can use later in life, uh, etc., those are the projects we really love seeing. Um, We're also looking for projects that um, help make our community uh, a place that attracts people here yes. uh, and want to stay here once they get here. So I'm sure you've probably hold it, heard of some of the businesses closing uh, either permanently or certain days of the week right now because they can't staff. Uh, there's not enough staff. Yes, And uh, so that is our number one concern right now as a foundation and has been really for the last five years. I mean, we've seen this coming Developing, and you know, right now we're kind of almost in the perfect storm situation. Uh, that's really starting to impact our business community, and and uh, so um, we want to address that through our grant making. And we're also bringing in a speaker through a webinar, actually, but over uh, by by Zoom. Um, and her name is Dr. Katherine Laughlin, and she's going to be presenting. Um, Online, and anybody can register, it's free. Um, but if you want to hear an expert about what makes a, c- a community, a tr- um, she calls it community attachment, what makes people attached to their community. Um, she will be talking about her experiences with the Knight Foundation when they did studies of 26 communities around the nation and identified what is it that makes people love where they live and stay there, and in turn, became more, they became more prosperous because of that. Yeah. You know, and those three things were, you know, an open, welcoming community, um, aesthetics and, you know, public art and aesthetics, natural beauty, things like that, and then finally, uh, gathering places and gathering events. So those were kind of the big three that showed up in all 26 communities, including St. Paul, Duluth, Grand Forks and Aberdeen were the upper Midwest communities. Um, but she has since went on to become now a national expert on placemaking and written a book about it. And uh, she speaks all over. She's done two TED Talks. and Wow. Uh, she's a, a, I've seen her in 2013 in St. Paul, um, kind of give that report. Um, phenomenal speaker and uh, has a lot of great lessons for us. So we're actually also having a viewing party at the chamber that day. And I just this morning sent out invitations to uh, – numerous community leaders, et cetera, so we can start looking at, uh, you know, like Chamber is starting to look at an initiative, how to bring people here. And so this will be a perfect fit uh, for that initiative. So we're going to try and get people together and and get us all on the same page and and cooperate in how we attract people here and then keep Keep people here. here. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. fascinating. When is that coming up? That's going to be on the 16th of September from 11 to 1, and same thing, they can go to our website and just go to events. So um, if they look under the events uh, drop-down menu, um, this event will be on there. They can register. Or, again, just contact us. We'll help you get registered. And then we want a direct contact if people want to attend the, the uh, viewing party and discussion that's going to happen at the chamber CTC room at 11 to 1. And, and uh, there's room for about 32 folks there, <clears throat> So, and we'll be providing lunch, uh, pizza. So. Yeah. So anyway, um, it's a chance for our community to kind of rally around this effort. Um, you know that the chambers is, is providing some leadership on, and, and many of other commun- You know, the River to Rails initiative is another great example of of uh, folks trying to improve this community and make it a place people want to stay or come to.
0: So right, right, yeah. There's actually a lot of things going on to that effect. Yeah. And I even think of the Mississippi River grant that's been taken. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that we recently got so yes, and well, that
1: was one of our big. Uh, things i'm most proud of as as an organization that our board made that three-year grant to the city to get ourselves in the position to get that almost three million dollars in funding to uh, create that riverfront park so that's the kind of thing we're talking about gathering place
0: yeah. you know um, yeah. Yeah. aesthetics yeah. etc so yep that's perfect all right well we covered a lot of territory uh, a lot of this information on your website i trust
1: Website, yep. Uh, and uh, once again, uh, anybody that wants more information can feel free to contact me either through email, um, by our phone number, or our website. So,
0: Okay, communitygiving.org.
1: Carl, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, really always a pleasure, it. Ken. We appreciate all the work you guys do to build community here, too. So, Thank you.
0: Yep. Carl Samp is the executive director of the Brainerd Lakes Area Community Foundation. I'm Ken Thomas, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. Our Community Focus programs are available anytime. They're on our website. Just go to 1067-WJJY.com, and you can also find them on our free mobile app. That's powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.